right it's season three of the one ounce pour and if you're wondering what the heck's going on here drew why are you talking like that it's because i'm talking to a real montanan on the other end of the phone here so just got to give my best shout out to all you up in montana i feel like that's uh, highly offensive to the people of montana drew they're easily offended that's what i hear <laughs> anyway you're joining the one ounce pour with your host drew and tom and just to give you a little insight, in case you just jumped in on this episode, Tom and I are kind of a jack-of-all-trades and master of none. Or mm-hmm. is it we jack too much and can't master any of it? Uh, well, I don't know. It's something like that. A little bit that. of both. It's something like that. But uh, the reason we started this show is because we have both done a lot of hobbies. Yes. And uh, both failed at them numerous times, except maybe succeeded at a couple of them. So we decided yeah. that our newest hobby venture is to interview people about their hobbies and passion projects, you know, making sure that we get all the hobbyists out there a voice. We're like so. the uh, great value Daniel Mac, but we don't ask people about their jobs. We just ask them about their hobbies. There we go. So before we begin going into uh, Mojo's hobby, we're actually going to raise our ounce. Chin, chin, Mojo. And now we can truly start the show. Oh, God. You have a chaser with that. It's that good, huh? Yeah. All right. <laughs> ah, it tastes like college. <laughs> <laughs> college and regrets. <laughs> Why don't you say hi to our listeners, Mojo? Hey, listeners. All Ooh. five of them. All five of them. <laughs> All five. <laughs> hey, we're growing. Steadily growing. All right. One we went from we'll five t-shirts. to six. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Uh, anyway, before we get too far in, Tom Eats. Tom Eats. Tom Eats. All right. So... I, I actually have a question, Drew. Do you want like places I've been outside of Utah or just in the Salt Lake Valley? Buddy, here? you're killing me here. Yet all week again. I know, but I'm is just this wondering. Your, is this your shtick now? Nah, Every kinda. time I say Tom Eats, you're going to be like, oh, I'm put on the bug, put ah, on the spot. No, actually. Okay. Uh, so I'll go outside the Salt Lake Valley. Steve's? Steve's. You ate Steve, huh? Uh, no. You ate Steve. Did not eat Steve. But his uh, Phillies oh, are okay, fantastic. Right. Philly cheesesteaks. Mm. Steve's? Much Steve's, better than where's Pat's. It at? Where's it at? They've got like three locations. The one that I went to was just right around the corner from the Comcast Tower okay. in, in downtown Philly. There we go. Oh, so, in, in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Philly, in downtown Philadelphia. Philly. Yeah. Got it. All right. That's why I was wondering, is it okay if I go outside the Salt yeah, Lake Valley? absolutely. Shout out to Steve's. So Steve's is tasty. They just super simple, but oh, man. I went there like four times when I was back there. All right. Yeah, for a week. So it was almost a nightly occurrence. It was it was tasty. Well, hot dog. Yeah. Well, you know what time it is now. Time for Drew's Bruce Cruise. Drew's Bruce Cruise. That's right. And today's is so exciting because I am going to be trying it on air. First time. Yeah. This was given to me as a gift. So I was pretty uh, excited about it. It's a uh, 7.5%. It's by Illuminated Brew Works. And it's a double dry hopped. Uh, double IPA, and it's called the Brony. 
Looks pretty cute. It says beefcakes or bronies too. Uh, I, I believe I gave you a brew. I'm very excited. I believe I gave you a brew as a gift also, truly. Actually, your son did. Didn't he? Did what he? brew did you give me? The Sam Adams. Oh, yeah. It's still in there. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Live testing going on right now. Do you have the uh, big desire to now watch uh, My Little Pony? Wow. Actually, I think I do. I'm starting to starting to feel like a musical coming on or something. That's actually really good. All right. We'll chinch into that. That's delicious. I'll keep uh, sipping on that for the rest of the show. All right. Now that we got all the uh, formalities out of the way. Cool. People know what they're listening to. Nice. We're balls deep in this episode. Let's talk to Mojo. Nice. About her various hobbies and uh, proficiencies and whatnot because uh, it's funny. I've been trying to get Mojo on the show. She keeps saying, like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. That's my Mojo voice, by the way. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe uh, mountain biking, dirt biking, motorcycle riding in general. What else we got? Hockey. I was going to say, from what I hear, you're a hell of a hockey player, Mojo. Staring at rocks. um, Drinking. (laughs) I don't know, dog mom, we could go, list could go on and on and on. And then Mojo was like, what about maps? I was like, oh. maps, talk, talk our- slower to me here. Cause maps is going to be probably our most exciting show. We had pole dancing last show. And I, f- I think this is going to be a much, much sexier topic to discuss is maps. R slash map porn, baby. Woo. Okay. Big so- fan of Johnny Harris. You want to introduce yourself, huh? You want to tell the listeners what you're all about? Oh, man. Okay. My name's Mojo. I like long walks on the beach. Yes. Um, fine craft brews, wandering around in the woods with my dogs and my now husband. Yeah, everybody calm husband. down. She's married. I, I was going to say, up until that point, I was like, is this a Tinder Everybody calm down. Yeah, that's right. Let's, just, uh, let's, let's go all the way back, way back, because Mojo's interesting. And she doesn't like to pretend like she is. You've had experience in a kitchen before as a young lady. What was that like? (laughs) Oh, you know, that was a good way to supplement some income throughout high school. You know, I worked at this this bar that I think, how many times did you get kicked out of it? I got 86 (laughs) out of that bar more times than I can. At some point, it just became a, a running joke. How to get 86 out of this bar. How do you get 86 and they let you back in? Okay, no, hold on. So the first time I got 86 was legit. Okay, I went in there. I got in kind of a scuffle because I f- refused to move a seat over for this uh, young gentleman whose pupils were very dilated and had powder out of his nose. Cocaina? And I said... Uh, said, I'm not going to move seats. And he goes, well, how about if you come outside with me? And I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> You're so small. So I went outside with him, and he kind of gave me a, a push, and I just bear hugged him and then threw him on his belly, pulled his underwear <laughs> out wedgie style, right? Okay. And then it's called a cowboy cradle. And what you do is you take the underwear and you tuck their feet into the into the underwear so they're kind of stuck with their heels up against their ass okay and the more you struggle the more you wedgie yourself and expose your buttocks oh fun so that was uh that was the first time i was 86 gary came outside and saw me 
laughing, putting this guy's feet in his own underpants and was like, Drew, you're E6. <laughs> and did you go back the next night? <laughs> I went back. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a place we all hung out. I went back and Gary was like, all right, fine, you can hang out. And then I gave him, I showed him my seats at the Oregon Ducks Rose Bowl game and he 86 me instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Another time I broke antlers off in the bathroom. Was not, that the Florida State game? Not my fault. No, I think it was Ohio State. Oh, okay. But the antlers were not my fault. I thought it was a coat rack, and I set my leather jacket on it, ripped them off, 86. So, yeah, there's plenty of times. But anyway, you worked there. That's actually where Mojo and I met. It's true. Yeah, because you worked for true. a bunch of weird, dirty old men who happened to also I, be my friends. <laughs> Or yes, acquaintances I was would that, be better. Like, 16, 17 year old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and she kept that, that she kept hanging out and I was dude. like, guys, we can't we can't hang out with her. Like this is weird. Let's let's <laughs> give her two years or something. <laughs> you you did. You gave me two years. I did. I was and like then I turned eighteen and then you handed me a beer and you're like, Okay, come party in my basement. That's true. That is true, which is usually how Dahmer gets all of his victims. <laughs> I was going to say, Drew, that, that's, that kind of sounds serial killerish. You're 18, here's a bear coming to my basement. Uh, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> you want to come into my grandma's fruit but, but let's ride dirt bikes first. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the first time I met Mojo, she had a, uh, what was it, a 92 Honda XR250? That was that Babar. Was Babar. That was Babar, yeah. Babar, yeah, I think it was something like that. And she just saw my, um, all my loose parts of motorcycle parts in my garage <laughs> and was like, hey, uh, do you just want to be my free mechanic for the next couple of years? <laughs> I was like, no. And then I got a call from a Smith's parking lot or Safeway parking lot. Hey, my bike's broken down. I'm like, yeah, it's pouring rain. <laughs> I don't want to come get you. And she's like, no, I don't need you to come get me. I need you to come sit in this sopping wet parking lot and get my bike running. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Cut scene, I'm riding through the rain. Like, I can't believe I'm <laughs> doing this right now. <laughs> but we got it running. Got it running. Uh, yeah. So you got out of the kitchen, got out of that life. You went to <laughs> what kind of Neato school? The University of Oregon. Go <gasps> Ducks. Go Ducks. That's Go right. Ducks. And while you were there, you you kind of were able to get your aggression out a little bit, right? What'd you do while you were there? Somehow I got talked into playing rugby. Somehow, uh, right? With the girls up there. Yeah, somehow it's like I just scream aggression. And yeah, you know, the first day of rugby practice, I showed up on Fabar. Yeah. No, maybe it was no, a Fabar. I thought fight. it was your Nighthawk. It was, uh, no, it was the XT Ooh, that even I had that eventually got stolen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I show up, you know, and then <laughs> take off my helmet. You know how many times I got asked out that night? <laughs> Were they not by men? No, not by men. The whole team was swooning <laughs> over this, like, chick who showed up on a dirt bike in rugby shorts to practice. It's, like, one of my finest moments. <laughs> there you go. I bet you were just glowing. I was glowing, and I was like, sorry, ladies, I'm taken. <laughs> in case you're wondering who has taken Mojo, you should tune into whatever episode was in season two, episode two of season two, I think. With beautiful Sam. With beautiful Sam. We had a whole episode with him. Beautiful so. Sam. Yeah, you can go listen to that episode after you listen to this episode. Yeah, or you can just start from episode two and listen all the way through our catalog and get our listeners up. Don't so listen to episode I, one. Huh? 
I said, don't listen to episode one. And so that we can actually start to get sponsors and uh, get money because we would love to have money because yes. that's me and Drew's real hobby is money. Mm-hmm. So tell us about rugby. What got you into rugby? You know, I wasn't good enough for like club soccer or anything like that or any actual sports. Well, rugby is definitely an actual sport. I mean, like that. It was basically they take anyone and a lot of people didn't play rugby in high school or anything like that. So it's kind of like a mix of like a lot of soccer players, whatever athletic chicks and i played we'd play all the like pac-12 schools i wasn't that good i get concussed a lot so i eventually quit (laughs) that'll do it yeah and uh i mean you quit for a good reason because uh your brain's very important that's kind of what got you to where you good plus where you are today right yes as a master's in what is it again oh my gosh geological Um, Close. It's uh, I got a master's in geography. Whoa, okay. From oh. uh, yes, yeah, from the University of Montana. Go Grizz. Woo! Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. And what'd you do with that yeah. master's? What did I do with it? It's yeah. probably just you know folded up in a folder somewhere. Oh, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> Where did you go next? Oh, I mean various seasonal stints with it i worked in the park glacier national park um i worked down here some spatial science labs and then eventually i ended up falling to this gig where i like look at cool trees for the state of montana nice not a bad gig yeah well good deal and make maps you also get to uh hike around and mountain bike around yeah in my free time yeah there's some hiking at work we don't really any, like any of those work, any of those a hobby for you <laughs> i mean the dirt biking is great anytime we get to take those out at work it's like my favorite day are you kidding me i know nice. and i would say uh <laughs> let's see here two three weeks ago you got hitched and to ride you rode up to the altar on your dirt bike <laughs> so i think you're kind of into dirt biking right you call that a hobby <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely like dirt biking. There's probably three or four in the garage if you count the torn apart one. Yeah, nice. I yeah. think uh, it's kind of funny. You guys almost got like a choose your own adventure thing. Now I can like reference the prior episode. Exactly. From you guys. Like, there you go. So like <laughs> when Sam's like, oh, I, I have, you know, I have a few bikes in the garage. And I, I think you asked him like, who, who owns those? Sam? Oh no, we we made it a point. Yeah, it's that like they were not yeah, Sam's yeah. dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like full circle now. I know. Now you're taught. Everybody gets to listen to whose bikes they actually are. So you got a KTM, three fifty, tree tree fifty, tree fifty, and then you got a KLR six fifty. I do. And then you have a torn apart Suzuki FA fifty, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes. And then a tote goat. Is that what you call it? That's what it is. <laughs> a tote goat. Tote goat. <laughs> the, Col- the Coleman camping uh, camo bike. There, Did there you see you that go. alliteration? I feel right like there? you Coleman need camo camper. You need two more bikes, just to round it out. You need a flat tracking bike because you've done flat tracking. I have. And we're gonna pause there. Talk to us about flat tracking. <laughs> okay. That's crazy. Well, I mean. I'll talk to you about what I know, but there's definitely a guy you should actually interview who knows his stuff about this. His name's Jimmy Wheels. I should get you his hookup. But, Absolutely. Uh, 
Well, let's yeah, let's talk about that. I am very, very novice in it, but um, but you won. You know, I've been writing your own circuit. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. We'll get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, I've been riding bikes with you for God knows how long. Twelve. How did you get into dirt point. bikes, by the way? Because you just kind of showed um, up on one, so I just assumed out of the womb you're on a dirt bike or something yeah you know what cars are expensive when you're 18 and you work at a a shitty restaurant yeah so i had this like bike i got like i don't even know how much i got it for like 1200 bucks or something and it was street legal insurance was cheap as dirt so it became my mode of transportation Oh, that's a load of and crap, then, man. That pisses me off. I was going to buy one of those when I was 18, and my parents were like, the insurance is way too much. We can't afford it. It's like $15 a month. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we can't afford yeah. it. Basically, it boiled down to my, I don't think my parents want to be zipping around on a freaking dirt bike getting taken out in the streets of Salt Lake. I, I remember I had little Nausicaa. You remember that little yeah. bike? It was a 1968 yeah. Honda CT140. So it was actually a CT90. I put 140cc okay. motor in it. And I used to rip around on that. And I never got insurance because I was too afraid of the cost of insurance. And then one day I was like, oh, it's it's $15. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Yeah, I think I think the bottom line, my parents are just like, yeah, we don't. Yeah, it's too expensive. We can't afford it. It's way too much. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So you, you, you just thought, I'm going to get a motorcycle. And from there, you decided that you were just going to get a dirt bike with a plate yes well you you've been to where i grew up it's very yeah. like you're you ride out of town and you're on a forester that goes as long as you want it so i mean not having something that could go on dirt doesn't make sense you know that is true there's a lot of fire roads out there that's one of my favorite yes. things i actually missed that all the fire roads you could just explore out there on a little enduro bike so you got the enduro bike then what was after that one <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think I sold Babar eventually and got a Nighthawk when I was like in my junior year of college. That's and I right. was like, I'm going to cafe this out. It's going to be so cool. All I ever did was put drag bars on it and it was still pretty cool. That's all you need um, to do. Yeah. But God, <laughs> it rained so damn much in Eugene. I just didn't write it as enough. And then uh, I ended up trading it to this guy in Springfield for his like mint condition Yamaha XT from the 90s that had like 1200 original miles on it that's Whoa. dope like i don't know i don't know why he traded it to me i think he like felt sorry for me or something because <laughs> the nighthawk was not worth that bike because <laughs> that was but, the 225 um, right the little xt yeah. mm-hmm. that was a cool bike like until of, it got stolen yeah dirty yeah, dogs never to be seen again yeah i mean the xt got lifted one day while i was at work in talent you know talent the crime capital of southern oregon not really but it was really weird, actually. I don't. I, it was next to two Harleys, too. It was the weirdest thing. They um, took the one they could lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably. Exactly. Yes, and I haven't had a bike for a little while until I ended up with that. Do you remember the DT? The, like, Yamaha yeah. DT 125? When you, like, uh, military green and put the little star on it? Yeah, so I painted it, made it look like some old military bike, but that thing was two-stroke. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that was... Nothing but the blue biggest smoke. Puff of white smoke. Yep, yeah. yep, exactly. It was beautiful. Riding through Ashland and people are just giving me dirty looks. It's great. Um, just need to put biodiesel <laughs> on it. Yeah, exactly. Biodiesel yeah, sticker. People would leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But then 
let's see. Oh yeah, we. I moved out to Montana, and I was like, I'm not bringing this hunk of crap with me. <laughs> and then I can't believe this guy drove down from Newport like four hours to come buy it. He was he was in the market for that exact bike, I guess. <laughs> he must have been. I, I don't know. I, I've never seen it again. It's, maybe it's all rusty from being on the coast or something. But then, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have a bike in Montana for a while because I was like a poor grad student. And then um, finally I got a big kid job. And then I was like, Drew, find me a bike. And you found me that tree fitty in Salt Lake, right? Yeah. Or somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like this guy I'd never met you're standing there like I don't even remember like over the phone I'm just sending in his cash. kitchen like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the weirdest thing and I was like I hope this works I don't know and then I can't believe he let you take the bike away without like it posting but whatever I know and little did he know I loaded it up in a vehicle and I drove it all the way up to Montana with my bike and back that was a fun day of riding too oh nice yeah we flipped around up in Missoula it was a good time yeah and that that was the first time I had rode, like, I mean, in four years was when you came up. And it was a nice big bike. And you're like, yeah, let's do these, you know, double black diamonds, black diamonds, whatever. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> hey, you did great. <laughs> I only had to get you over, like, two logs. That was it. Yeah, it was fine. It was a good, it was a good time. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm mediocre at a lot of things, but dirt biking is one I'm also, I guess, kind of mediocre at too. But See, it's a blast. You're in good company. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we know a lot of hobbies. <laughs> we've done a lot of hobbies. <laughs> I right, was thinking yeah. I, th- I was thinking I'd been to Missoula, but no, it was Bozeman that I drove through one time. Uh, yeah, Missoula is a lot like Bozeman, same state, but way nicer. Yeah. Well, this was like literally at three <laughs> o'clock at, in the morning when I dropped somebody off in Cody, Wyoming. Oh uh, yeah, gross. Yeah. So, back on Mojo here. <laughs> I was like, have I been to Missoula? I feel like I have. You'd know. It's a good town. Dirt biking, though. Any uh, any stories about how that hobby might have gotten you in trouble? That's the main reason for our show, is we want to hear ridiculous stories from fun people about their passions kicking them square in the nuts. In trouble. Yeah. Am I blacking out something that you remember? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm asking right out of the gate. Like, what did dirt biking or motorcycling ever do that you were like, "Uh uh-oh, I spent too much money or? (laughs) I mean, I've only, let's see, I have crashed it a few times. That's definitely gotten me in some trouble. No. You haven't crashed uh, your big KLR, have you? No. Good. (laughs) Knock on wood. Let's see, Luke. Definitely crashed the Babar a few times up up in Ashland. I remember Creek. that. We were yeah. Uh, yeah, up up above, uh, what was that, Tolman Creek? And you came yeah, around yeah. that corner and you grabbed all the front brake you could. And all I remember the front brake. That, I think that was a defining moment of how tough you actually were because I was sitting there looking behind my shoulder like, is she coming around the corner? And I, I look behind my shoulder and I just see you were standing and you were super confident and I was like, oh, she shouldn't be standing going into a corner. And then you were still standing. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then you grabbed all the front brake you could. And you went further than the bike. And you got up and your arm was just like road rashed. Oh. <laughs> I like rode up to you. I'm like, oh, my God, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, but how's the bike? <laughs> and I think you just had uh, some bent bars and that was it. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Tough little bike right there. <laughs> Oh. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. 
Yeah, that was a good one. I tried it. I definitely laid down the KTM a few times, like just on on dirt. I mean, with you, and then yeah, out in the woods, and then most recently, yeah, at the flat track thing. I I kind of like. I mean, when I looked at the video, it's like super slow mo, but it was happening. I thought I was gonna like fly into a wall. It was kind of cool. Um. That's how it, that's how it works. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, the flat track thing is kind of cool. I, you'd asked me a little bit ago about it. but Yeah, uh, let's get back into so that now that you remembered and it, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all full circle. Exactly. You know? Like we a circular flat my... track. Yes, exactly. There so there's, I, I had never even heard of flat track or like done it or really watched it until last year. There's a pretty big crew in Missoula that races like in Spokane and around here. Um, and then finally last year they did like an actual race at our fairgrounds during the fair kind of made this like short circuit lap. Like last minute they threw together this woman's division. There was like four of us maybe. <laughs> um, anything from like pretty newish rider to like this girl from Spokane who just like creamed all of us but it was a blast and like i mean you know if you've never done doing anything like that before it's kind of cool like step out of your comfort zone and try um and i got like second but i think that's just like riding experience right uh so then this year they did it again actually like did a woman's division which is super cool because uh there's quite a few ladies that are trying to pick i mean there's quite a few ladies that ride around here in general but uh yeah they had a race like before the real divisions too like i mean the like pro and amateur and all that guys that actually you know do the sick turns around the corner but yeah we were i was racing and i had done i guess decent enough in the heat earlier so i had the the inside spot i see this is like i don't even know what it's called but <laughs> so we're racing and then um the first time we did it for the finals like this girl kind of tipped me or like touched the back tire uh, from behind, so I almost lost it there. She crashed, and then we did it. We started over, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a shit show. And then the second time we're doing it, we go around, and I'm going around this corner on the inside. And next thing I know, like my back wheels hit, and I'm like going 90 degrees, like perpendicular into the wall, like, and I somehow corrected myself. We're <laughs> trying to describe it it was it was weird i didn't know i actually felt that good on the ktm until uh it happened <laughs> but um it was pretty cool because then you know how fast that freaking bike is like yeah. i just you know, oh yeah and then actually you know managed to skid a little bit on the corners and then someone else <laughs> someone else wiped out in the other corner so it was basically by the end of it it's like god just don't crash <laughs> and oh. you'll finish just dodge all the bodies Damn. left on the track and you're good. Yeah, that's kind of like what happened. There was like four of us and, and you two won. Of them ended up down. You but won. It was so cool. You were first place. Yeah. Don't 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 yeah. discredit yourself there. That's pretty amazing. It's cool. I, I I'd like to get into it a little more and practice some more and maybe like compete. So how does somebody some get into flat players. tracking? <laughs> you happen to have a dirt bike and they uh, make a last minute women's division <laughs> <laughs> okay so there's not like some uh you know flat trackers association out there that you can join up or get you in know with, i think or... there probably is there's like a missoula flat track instagram and they'll go over like spokane and stuff we are following and, that um, the one ounce poor is following that exact instagram actually 
Oh, really? Nice. I mean, like I told you, like I'm not the one to really talk in depth about flat track, but it's it's really fun. I know there's a pretty big thing in Spokane. I've never gone over there, but uh, it looks pretty cool from pictures that, that I've seen. It seems like something you'd have to travel a little bit for. It's not like a very local. I think so. Yeah. Well, that's no, cool. there's like somebody's got a track out kind of in Missoula, but um, I don't know when it's open. It's like open weird hours. So, I mean, ideally... I need to go have Sam get a skid steer or something and carve us a little You just track. make your own one, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, uh, you know, I got Layla a little electric dirt bike, and we took it up to uh, my parents' property, and I, I just made an oval track. So she's already into flat tracking at such a young age. Oh, my gosh. She's going to be wasting That's... you, Mojo. <laughs> she, probably, she probably will. I'm, I'm cruising so through older... the uh, Instagram here, and you guys go on snow? That is hardcore. So you gotta you. I've never done the snow, but you. I should get you um, some other contacts because when the lakes freeze, they'll do it on ice with like studs on their tires. Good lord! Certain lakes, not like a big lake or I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a cool, cool scene for bikes around here. That's awesome. Well, very cool. Well, let's move on to a new topic because we have a lot to cover <laughs> with you and all of your hobbies. Do you want me dealer choice or are you going to kind of pick one here? What's What are you thinking? Uh, dealer's choice. But... I know you want to talk about maps. I know you're just jonesing <laughs> to talk about maps. So You know, dirt biking and maps and like exploring around in the woods kind of go hand in hand. They do. And two of those things I'm very proficient at, which is the dirt biking and squirreling around in the world woods. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the maps thing, I'm, I'm actually not going to lie. I know that it sounds like it's coming across uh, sarcastically, but maps, talk to us. Let's hear about it. What do you, what do you want to know? Dude, I'm a novice. I have no idea. You just said the word maps. And I was like, here's what I'm picturing. Okay. You just like get out crayons and start drawing lines and you're like, yes, this is my home. So what, what is, what's going on with these maps? Do you make maps? So, you know, I used to make a lot more maps now. now I kind of just deal with like data, which isn't as fun, but well, let's um, talk about making maps. What, what goes into yeah, making a map? Maps. It's kind of funny. You said the crayons cause okay. So when I, I'll go out and do like mapping on fires, one of my buddies who's an actual firefighter is like, oh, are you going to go color today? <laughs> oh. and, and like the amount of times I've used a Sharpie like on a map right before some like crazy incident briefing is is a lot actually. Are you <laughs> so not supposed to Sharpie on a map? No, just shit happens and you don't have time to reprint it. So you just change it to black. It's fine. Oh, all right. There you go. <laughs> so... You go out to fires. Oh, by the way, uh, Mojo's also a firefighter. No, I'm not. Yes, I, you are. No, I'm not. You go. Okay, no. sorry. She's more badass than a firefighter. She goes and fights wildfires. So you're a smoke jumper. Though. No, I actually no no absolutely not. I sit in a freaking tent with air conditioning and make pretty maps. Oh, so you're saying <laughs> you're saying that the, you're saying that the generals that sit in their tents and make all the key decisions <laughs> aren't actually going to war? I don't think so. <laughs> like I said, you got the brains. You had to protect them. Oh, my them God. Because, uh, yeah. exactly. You're a hot commodity need, in the yeah. mapping world. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right, um, so how do you begin mapping? What's What do you do to map? What's going on with that? 
Well, let's let's do a hypothetical. What do you want to map? That might be easier. Okay, so is that kind of is that kind of the thing? Kind of. Yeah, you might depending on what you're gonna map. You know, like let's let's say like some unmapped dirt bike trails or something like that, yeah. for example. So like you probably want to go do some data collection, right? Like maybe streaming GPS while you're riding this sweet trail. Later, you can kind of download that track you made. What you could do from there is put it into like some kind of a topo map, right? So like contour lines, and then if you really wanted to get fancy, you could put in like streams or mountain peaks, and you know, it just kind of depends on like how much information you want the user to have. A lot of the the maps, when I ever I do make them, is kind of with the um, target audience in mind. Yeah. So, what is like, the end goal with the map? Who are you making these maps for? Well, it's funny you say like I don't. I don't actually make that many paper maps anymore. I, well, fi fire, we make a lot of paper maps, but a lot of them are like iPhone, you know, kind of like all at your fingertips, interactive maps nowadays. Yeah, changing with the times. Like, uh, yeah, all trails. Super high tech. Yep, all trails is one. Yep. Look at Yeah, Tom. like trail forks. Joining in on this conversation yeah, finally. Hey, Tom's here. Yeah. There he is. There I'm sorry, is. man. You got off on dirt bikes and You were just else. sure talkative during the pole dancing episode, but for some reason... Well, that was because it was your sister, and I didn't think you wanted to be like, so, where are you performing at, uh, Sarah? And how can we get tickets? If That that would be a little weird, man. I like, mean, it's at least it's not it's weird as enough. weird coming from a third party. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that. All right. Well, so you make these maps. That's it. Yeah. So that, that's actually kind of a funny example, though, right? Like, okay. you can map all the strip clubs in Portland, right? There's a lot of them. Yeah. So And then maybe do something cool like, hey, what census tracks are these all in? Oh. oh. There you go. Okay. Or, like, what's the closest bar or food cart or something <laughs> or weed shop it's portland or where has what is magic mike's touring schedule and where are all the stops <laughs> who has gotten arrested the most time for solicitation after each one of these strip club visits I'll tell you what you want to see the angriest i've ever seen mojo in her entire life <laughs> it was leaving the magic mike show <laughs> and coming to <laughs> coming to the bar i was sitting at and i was like how was it he's like horrible i didn't see any dick and some old lady got abused <laughs> and i was like well why don't you sit down and have a drink and talk about it <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that is kind of a that is kind of a bullshit thing you go to a strip club i came to see x y or z depending upon what you're into and then you don't see it yeah i'd be pissed too i'd be like Really? That's like that's like me going into a strip club and they just wear bikinis all the time and be like I gave I, I paid fifty bucks for this. Like that is the biggest waste of money ever. That, that's about what happened. That's about what happened. Yeah, that, yeah. You, it's you were bullshit. speechless. <laughs> You're like, Yeah, that was some bullshit. <laughs> that was some bullshit. Drew, drew out a pretty accurate description of what happened. <laughs> that's some bullshit right there. I'm not happy. I mean that that would also be an interesting map. I'd like to see, you know, all their tour day. It was like some stupid tour they do in the U.S., I think. And then, uh, but then, like, if you mapped all their locations, I just want to know where in the world they're like, yeah, let's stop in Anaconda, Montana. I'm telling Unless you, the only, the only reason they stopped there was because it was called Anaconda, Montana. Oh, did yeah, they even I, play that song? I like Big Buds? I, they never... Oh no! They never. Even, they just played these what like a missed opportunity. It was like a guy talking. It, it was. It was 
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jerome. He's wearing Hanes tight fit underwear. Is anyone a senior citizen? Well, come on up and get ready to be abused. We're not liable for any injuries happening to the elderly. <laughs> How pissed off would that old lady be? She went to go see some dick and she didn't see any. <laughs> I've waited so long to see dick. And I say not. <laughs> Where is it? Stop teasing me, Jerome. Hold on, Grandma. I'll just show you the hub. I'm sorry about tonight. <laughs> you call that a hit? Uh, Francis used to hit me harder than that, you pussy. <laughs> God, ah, that's a tangent. Where are we going? Where were we? Oh yeah, maps. That's sexy. Let's get back to that. So you were drawing lines out in the fires. <laughs> oh, good hell, dude. Yes, yes. Oh. So where is where is maps taking you, Mojo? <laughs> the fine and exciting world of maps skyrocketed oh. you to where? Oh, let's see. Maps took me to um, San Diego this summer. That was kind of cool, actually. Uh, yeah? Yeah. So, what were you um, mapping in San Diego? So it's like, there's kind of, in the GIS world, there's kind of like a monopoly on the software. There's a ton of open source stuff, which is really good and useful. Esri's like the big ticket in GIS, and they have this like users conference in San Diego. It's like 20,000 people. I think like there was an Esri variant of COVID after it. Like it, it was it was a hoot. And then right after it was Comic-Con, which was hilarious too. So you have like a bunch of map nerds leaving San Diego and like Batman walking around at the same time. Nice. <laughs> kind of like they're big, like look at all our cool technology that we're going to make you pay for. So it was a mapping um, convention. Show. Yeah, it was a mapping convention indeed. Yeah, just all nerded out. Yeah, we nerded out hard. Big, big data. Big data. Big maps. Data. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a map in your pocket was, or are you happy cool. to see me? Oh, I'm glad yeah. you asked. It's actually a map of... Uh... <laughs> okay, so mapping's taking you to San Diego. What do you do mapping for fires? What does that look like? You just take a Sharpie and you say, this is burning. <laughs> so when I'm having fires, there's actually like, I'll be at the, you know, the nice fancy AC tent making and ha mo mostly handling the data honestly but then um there's a ton of field folks out there that are actually doing the good hard work that are mapping like oh we we did some dozer line here we burned out from here like there's a hell of a spot here kind of thing and they're all doing it on uh like some kind of like mobile device ipads tablets whatever and then you know when they get back into service they'll sync it back push it up to me kind of the cloud they push it up to the cloud and then uh we can put it on a variety of maps for different uses. So like, you'll probably, like if you've ever had a fire near you in Salt Lake, you've probably seen like a public information map of just like where it is, what's yeah. closed oh, yeah. kind of stuff. So that's that. That's one. Is that you? But then Are you, you might, that person? Yeah, we make those. Woo! I know a famous mapper. Oh my gosh, no. Yes. There's there's hundreds of famous mappers like that all over the country then. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're never like, hey, look, Sam. It's my map. <laughs> I've Actually, made it. I, it's kind of. I do like to um, leave some signatures of mine, um, Easter eggs, like little dicks. <laughs> you put dicks on the map because no, I did get to see dick, dick at Magic Mike. Here's the, your, your dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
There was a map I was making last year. I was in Oregon, like outside of Roseburg for like two weeks. And, uh, in the Umqua they, they, Valley? In the Umqua Valley, yes. Yes. The beautiful Umqua Valley. Yeah. Um, Good drugs, I hear. Great wine. Great oh, yeah, stuff. and wine. Uh, That's what I meant, wine. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And lots of retired people and lots of good <laughs> Doug fur. But, uh, so <laughs> there's, like, a map for, like, long-term planning where they're, like, protecting resources and, you know, stuff like that. Like, think, like, a hydroelectric plant or something like that. Or an orchard. I don't know. All kinds of stuff. But my, my Wait, thing is I'll put... Think of a hydroelectric plant or an orchard. How are those <laughs> even like, similar? <laughs> Well, it's They're like both vital to, to the protect. community, Drew. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, like you got to protect them. Seed gotcha. orchard or something like gotcha. that. I don't know. Gotcha. You're like, or, yeah. Should we protect the They're... hydroelectric plant or the uh, thick skin white grapes that are notorious for Southern Oregon? See? See? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> on those, I would like sneak in little Sasquatches everywhere. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. On a snowboard? <laughs> No, just like uh, a, you know, like yeah. a uh, one or two of them they never found. Oh, so th- those are those are in history, which is kind of my. That's your thing. I, I don't think I do that on like a super official map, but it's definitely uh, it's fun to make them look for them. It's kind of like a scavenger hunt we do. I, I think <laughs> that uh, our listeners should be excited now because any map they see, they're going to have to look and try and find the Sasquatch. See, now I got a question. Have you ever seen a Sasquatch growing up in Southern Oregon and being in Montana? <laughs> oh now we're going into our cryptozoology episode cryptids cryptids, <laughs> cryptids. <laughs> we're cryptids wait wait hold on we got to set the mood for this doom, doom. on today's episode of cryptids with tom and drew we're interviewing mojo who is a cryptic map zoologist lady her <laughs> master's is in something that pertains to cryptids hold mojo, on. please tell us about your encounter with Sasquatch and point at the doll where it touched you. <laughs> well, actually, there is a. Let her talk. Fuck. We can't interview people if you keep talking over them. You don't talk all show, then you talk over when she's trying to talk. Jesus Christ. Do you know there's a major cryptozoology expert that is from the University of Montana? I'm trying to remember the goddamn name. All right. Well, look quieter while she tells us about the time Sasquatch came to her tent. <laughs> No, but have you ever seen Sasquatch Mojo? No, but I wouldn't doubt there's some weird stuff, especially in Southern Oregon. Yeah, that's it? There is a... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What what makes you believe? Do you have any, like, animals and, like, things at the bottom of the sea we don't even know about? Yeah, but that's at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of like the black hole that is, like, Cave Junction and Applegate. There's probably some things out there that you don't know about. Yeah, tune into episode, uh, <laughs> I don't know, three ago or something like that with Cody. We talk about hobo camp. So, see, yeah. maybe it was a hobo <laughs> Sasquatch. I, I don't <laughs> it know. It all relates. It all relates. <laughs> Oregon is a black hole of places you don't want to go, shouldn't go, and then you went there and said I shouldn't go there. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But uh, there, there's a quite the cult following there, though. I mean, even when I worked up on the McKenzie outside of eugene there was like a sasquatch club at ike's pizza they would meet up like every wednesday yeah it's real i'm not even joking yeah like it's a it's a real thing down there there's that trap out the trap yeah the trap um, it doesn't work anymore though right i don't i don't know i haven't been out to it in years but i went out to it once just to see it and i was like i don't think it works but i'm not gonna touch it yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably a good idea. But uh, there's also but... nothing in there enticing anybody or any creature to go in there. <laughs> so I mean, like Sasquatch is that dumb that he's just gonna walk into this steel box, wood box, and get it all shut on him? All right, that's enough cryptid talk. So <laughs> you've been leaving Sasquatch dick marks on maps for how long? <laughs> oh, a few years. <laughs> good, good. Now our listeners have something to look for, look into, look at. David Hatcher Childress, which is an alumni of the University of Montana. Go Grizz. But does he... <laughs> is he still there? I, I don't know if he's still there, but he's always on the History Channel like, oh, yes, let me tell you about Bigfoot. Mm. Yeah. My favorite part of those Bigfoot shows are where they're doing the Bigfoot call. They're like, whoa! <laughs> like, how do you know what Bigfoot sounds like? You just think it sounds like some screaming human? Which, I mean, you know, if it's part humanoid or whatever. It's probably some drunk dude on the <laughs> Some other guy's drunk. like, hey! Uh, but he's too drunk. He's like, I got a broken leg! Ah! They're like, this is the Bigfoot call. Yes, Bigfoot. He's out there. Dung, dung. So, when has Maps ever gotten you into trouble? <laughs> I don't know if it's ever gotten me into trouble, but you know, it's funny. I keep going back to the Sasquatch thing now. There's probably an entire thing, a field of people that have done spatial analysis to like probably predict where Bigfoot is. Yeah. Oh, we're back to Bigfoot. On, like, okay. oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. that's like, the reason of, you got into it. maps, right? Yeah, totally. You need to start telling people that. You need to start telling people I got into maps because I want to find Bigfoot. Yeah, let's go with that one. That's way more exciting than the, I took a class in college and thought it was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does somebody get into maps besides wanting to seek out and destroy Bigfoot? <laughs> Honestly, there's so many resources nowadays. Like I think you can even just map stuff on like Google now. Like they have their own kind of version of a simple map maker. Okay. Oh, cool. Like I've seen people do like, oh, my summer road trip or something, and it's like forty pins and like. They across their cool cross country road trip or something like that, but um, and like just I mean, a lot of people have stuff on their phone that you could uh map, throw it into something. Beautiful Sam uses an open source thing called oh. QGIS. Huge GIS, Q. Oh, quick. I thought it was like huge GIS, huge GIS. <laughs> it's like, wow, Sam's compensating <laughs> or something. I don't know. I was using the huge GIS model, but well, it's funny because I've I've always like known it as QGIS, but people call it QGIS. 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 All right. Okay. So, like the other, the popular like Monopoly one called ArcGIS too, which sometimes people refer to as ArcGIS. Good. All Good. right. Okay. <laughs> I see the mapping community keeps it right on the tip. Yep, 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 exactly. Yeah, good, good. Always at the forefront. Um, I I assume that the mapping community is just full of probably the most interesting people out there. Oh, it's such a wide range, too, because you you can literally make maps for almost any field. I mean, anything from, like, you know, lack of health care to tree mapping and stuff. Here's or a, distance to healthcare. Here's a blue spruce, and here's everyone dying of diabetes because they can't afford their insulin shots. There's yeah, your two there, maps, there's sir. There's definitely maps of that. Yeah, no, I know, and and there definitely needs to be maps more of maps that. of that, and we need to make it much more affordable. So there's a plug. Yeah. Anyway, 
it's tell, a good way to communicate information. It is. It is. It's a very visual uh, way. You know, yeah. everybody's all, you know, talking about Venn diagram this, Venn diagram that. Let's just stop with it and start doing maps. Well, I got to say, I'm subscribed to r slash map porn on Reddit. Yeah. There that's go. a good one. That is. There's mm-hmm. some cool stuff on there. Yeah. We're going to um, have to post I mean, this on r slash map porn. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. We'll um, get all the, all the, what do you guys call each other? The mapists? <laughs> or the mappers. The mappers. You know, um the map people's union like, of <laughs> the map people's union. This is actually this would be a good one for map porn. So one time I was making a map for one of my coworkers of like his thinning units. He was gonna go in and thin some trees. Okay. Um apparently he, he sent me the wrong shape file. Shape file is like the file for what the data looks like in a map kind of thing. Okay. Spatial data, whatever you want to call it. So I pull open this file. And it's basically this giant dick and ball. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, your trees are going to look real trimmed. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm looking at it. And I was like, so th- this is actually your thinning unit. And, you know, he's like, oh, holy shit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> More it like a great. thicking unit, not a thinning unit. Yeah. <laughs> it was a damn boy. He's thick. <laughs> Again, a lot thicker than the Magic Mike show. <laughs> Yes, way thicker. Hashtag the thinning of trees is thicker than Magic Mike. I feel like that needs to somehow be a hashtag for us. I'll I'll let you figure out that hashtag, Drew. I don't handle that. Um, Very thick wood. That's where we got to thin it down. Yeah, thick wood getting thin. Yeah. Hashtag watch out, Magic Mike. (laughs) We're thinning out wood. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's why I'm here for the jokes and jokes and jokes. Yeah. So um, now that we've covered, what is the sexiest map you've ever done? Besides the <laughs> thinning of the trees. What's the pr- what's the map you're the proud of? Proudest of? Shoof. It's a good beer. It's a brony. Shoof. Yeah, the, the brony beer, Illuminated Brew Works. Everybody get on it. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's probably three. Uh, one of them was for my advanced cartography class and it was for this really cool section of geology outside of uh dylan okay yeah which i I had actually mapped as an undergrad so it was kind of cool to transform it into like a really pretty geologic map i still have it even Um, nice yeah it was a lot of time and effort way too much time and effort so i kept it (laughs) but uh (laughs) the other two were probably when i worked up at the at the park um glacier national park uh, I got to make Glacier National Park. The Glacier National Park. There's also a Glacier Park, I think, in like Alaska or something. Kind of oh, see, uh, I thought that's where you were, is Alaska. As I thought you were talking about that. Nah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And See? Nope. See? Yeah. Uh, no, the one in Montana. Oh. I guess. Formerly Glaciated National Park. Glaciated. Uh, <laughs> wow. There, I don't know how many glaciers are actually left in there. Not many. Uh oh. Um, Damn it, global but, warming. <laughs> they actually have a lot of cool info on the glaciers and some repeat photography. It's actually really cool. You should check it out sometime. But uh, I made a map up there. Oh, I made two. So one of them was like a web map, which is kind of like a web page with cool maps and interactive type stuff um, about one of the fires they had up there because then they actually ended up rebuilding this entire chalet that burnt down. So that that was that was pretty cool. Stop. And then, An entire um, what? Chalet. Okay. So new word for Drew. That's exciting. Yeah. What uh, is a chalet? The, it's like a 
I'm trying to, you might just be better off Googling it. Like Swiss architecture, big old hotel type thing in the middle of the woods. Would have never in a million years guessed that's what a chalet is. But all right. Yeah. Has your wife now never said, take me to a chalet, Drew? <laughs> you know, we're just not that advanced. I, I think Ellie is, but I'm not no, sure about Drew. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Actually, take I don't know me if they're... to a chalet. Yeah. Actually, no. the one up in Midway, I think that that's a chalet. Is that the the Zermont? Zermont. Yeah, I that's think they... called a chalet. Yes, I believe so. Can a chalet be a hotel? Uh, probably. Okay. Well then, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take my wife Is to it? a chalet. There you go. Look at that. There you go. Hot dog. Yeah. All right. So you built the ugh, You built this beautiful chalet map, or a map with a chalet in it, and that's kind, yeah, kind of. Okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, go on with the story. Sorry for interrupting. Oh no, that was a, that was a good question. Glacier actually has like quite a few chalets. They're pretty cool. What's the plural um, of chalets? Shallots? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the onion. <laughs> <laughs> that one was cool because it it kind of highlighted how it burnt down and then how they're going to rebuild it, rebuild it. And then uh, the other one I made was there's a lot of wildlife and wildlife connectivity corridors kind of um on the southern end of the park and this is like a total humble brag moment but Uh-oh. like i had made this map for my bat for my my bats my bass? <laughs> awesome. he's like hey mojo and... go make me a map of the chalet all right <laughs> yeah that's definitely what he sounded like but uh it actually ended up getting uh there was like this cool book of national park maps and it actually ended up getting published in there so that what? was kind of cool nice is sasquatch yeah. on that map you know he's probably in one of those wildlife connectivity corridors though I can, I, yeah. yeah so maybe wow eventually your little sasquatch will be on everything <laughs> and it's gonna yeah, lead us to the actual everywhere. sasquatch that's true yes. all of you cryptoids out there just know mojo's on your side and she's trying to get you to find Sasquatch with her maps. It's going to be like National Treasure, but instead with Sasquatch. Follow the clues, guys. Follow the clues. All right, continue. I mean, that, those are probably some of the coolest maps I've made. That's awesome. That's cool. You get to leave yeah. your mark. And I assume nice. that they were done digitally, but they get printed out, right? Yeah, the, yeah, they do that. So like any, anyone can make a map. You could draw a treasure hunt map on your property up there in northern utah i don't know why you're not doing that for us right now <laughs> this is where you know i what hit the body what? yeah see <laughs> you should you should get the drone and like get drone footage of the property i don't have that. a drone what do you think i made of money drew drones are like way cheaper than half of the equipment you've bought here bud what do you think <laughs> i made of that kind of money <laughs> With with all these sponsors you guys are going to get. Soon. I know, yeah. right? Our new sponsor is GoPro and their new drone. <laughs> if we get GoPros, I'm ta- I'm that, that will be a Tom take. I'll be like, ah, go. GoPro's mine. See, Drew, that is a lovely chalet style of the Zermatt. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Tom, for all of our listeners who can't see our studio, which is all of them, uh, Tom just showed me his phone and it wasn't a nude lady. It was just a nice uh, chalet. I told you. Instagram has been uh, child free since 2021, or child uh, safe since 2021. That's good. And, and child free. I'm and glad just... that it's child free as well. And Giuseppe safe since 2021. Good, <laughs> good, good. Well, what other little tidbits do you want to leave? Oh, you just got into uh, shooting now, didn't you? There's a shooting, pic- shooting what? A rifle. <laughs> didn't you get a rifle? 
Oh, I have a few rifles. Okay, and where where are you gonna get, take those up and and massacre a deer in some quiet wood? <laughs> I, that's the hope is to go harvest a deer here in a few weeks. Harvest. Actually. That's such okay. a that's such a better term than massacre. I like that. <laughs> yeah, murder, murder a deer somewhere. Murder a deer is when yeah. you uh, or yeah. don't look when you're driving down the freeway and it goes over your no, car. That's that's a uh, manslaughter. That's when you manslaughter a deer. If you accidentally hit it, that's oh. manslaughter. Ah, okay, fair. If you go out to the woods with a rifle and stalk a family of deer and then pick one of the family members and put it in your sights and then shoot it in the heart and then walk out, take its skin and some of its meat and maybe its heart, that's a murder slash, I guess, so, harvest. So, it's so a murder the, harvest. So if those guys that... Uh... Don't get me wrong, I've tried to murder slash harvest deers plenty of times. They're just smarter than I am. So those guys that go out every year, they're deer serial killers then? Absolutely, and I'm going to stick by that all all day long. They're the dommers of deer? Yeah, if the deer (laughs) were dumb enough to go into their fruit cellars, they would be like, let's do this. (laughs) I need you to watch this show for me. And then I'm going to take pictures of you, then I'm going to give you $50, and you can leave. And the deer's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> wow, what are we watching? This is The Exorcist. I've watched this movie a hundred times. And the deer's like, wow, this is it's kind of freaky. It smells weird in here. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> he's like, wait, don't leave. Hammer, hammer, hammer. <laughs> and then the police will be like, Wow, he had like fifty deer dicks all in a drawer. Wow. Also you, you, you took that one and you <laughs> ran the hundred yard dash with I, it. Drew. I just watched the Dahmer series, so <laughs> That's the gist of the Dahmer series. I, I kind of figured as okay. much. I was like, ah. Yeah. I wish we should actually remake the entire series, but with hunters in a deer <laughs> in a nightclub. Like, <laughs> and the, you know, the hunters like seducing the deer dancing, and the deer's like, wow, you look great tonight. And he's like, yeah, this is brand new camo, Sitka. Let me get you a beer. What do you want, Paps? And then you just see him like, Gently put something in the beer and come back to the deer. You want some of this? No, I shouldn't, but all right, bloop. And then he wakes up. His antlers are gone. And Dahmer is like, yeah, they're on my wall now. And that, folks, is the brony kicking in. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So we went down that tangent, too. (laughs) Besides sexy mapping and shooting innocent animals in the woods, what else do you have for us today? I mean, I... Those are those are dirt bikes and. I mean, I've got plenty out of you. Don't don't get me wrong. We got a, a whole show of content. I'm just wondering if there's anything you've been dying to get out there. Where you're like, what's your next hobby gonna be? Now that you've covered oh. so many hobbies, what are you on to next? Ooh, this is a thinker a good question. All right. That's it. I feel like you should get into leading your dogs through strange obstacles in a timed fashion. I. Yeah, like the agility courses yeah. or something. You got One all that backyard. Very good at that. You got all that backyard. You got to do something with it. Speaking of doing something with it, uh, we barely even touched on the fact that you're a proficient hockey player. But don't you and Sam set up a rink in your backyard? We did. We did last year. We tried it. Um, <laughs> we were actually just talking about whether or not to do it again. And I think we're leaning towards no. <laughs> what? What are you guys Zambonian with? I was going to say, and um, from what I understand, it's kind of hard to keep those outside rigs frozen the whole year to, or the whole winter too. It, it really is. And like, we've had such variable winters the last few years. It just, you, you might have like a nice two weeks and then it turns to shit. 
Mm. Yeah. See, me and my dad so talked like, about doing one in his backyard, and we're just like... In Utah. Yeah, we're like, I don't think... Because when we were in high school, it got cold enough. In fact, I've got a buddy yeah. who his parents, they would do it every winter and just play out in the backyard. Yeah. But now he's... Me and my dad were talking about, we're like, I don't think it gets cold enough. Like, I don't think it's going to stay cold enough here for us to do it, so kind of bypass that one snowmobiles that's it that's your next hobby snowmobiles i i snowmobiled once for work and it was awesome oh dude it is it's like uh who is it daniel tosh that says you've never seen someone frown on a jet ski yeah (laughs) it's the same with snowmobiles it's exactly the same (laughs) they're the same thing just one's on the water the other one's on i think on snow what company is it is it Can-Am calls one of them a, a Ski-Doo and the other one a Sea-Doo? Yeah. Because they're the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's true. My wife, Californian and my all. Wife. My wife. <laughs> she got on my parents' snowmobile. First time ever riding any kind of snowmobile ever. And took it off this massive jump. We got a picture somewhere of her like way up in the air with this huge shit-eating grin and now every time we go up to the property in winter, it's like, we got to get back on those snowmobiles. We got to get back on those snowmobiles. <laughs> like, easy there, lady. <laughs> so I think that's exactly what needs to happen. Snowmobile. Yeah, I would love to get into that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it, it you know, only costs money. And, you know, mappers are rich. What is the, uh, when you take out rate, people that work for the state are doubling rich. Uh, what is it called when you take? Take off the front wheel of the bike and you put on like the sled, the ski. timber sled, and that's like saying timber sled. what is it called? The thing you blow your nose with a Kleenex. The only reason it's called a timber sled <laughs> is because they were the first brand to like really, really market it heavy. And I went into a timber sled dealer here in Utah because I thought the same thing because I had that three hundred, and I was like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. just I'll buy a timber sled kit. And I'll put it in the garage, and in the winter, I'll throw the timber sled, timber sled kit on and go riding. So I went up there, and I was talking to the dealer up there. This guy is a dealer of timber sled. And he goes, well, what's your plan? And I said, well, I was going to add it to my 300, and then in the spring, <laughs> take it off and put the dirt bike stuff on and start riding around like that. And he goes, don't. Just buy a snowmobile. I was like, really? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, snowmobiles. People don't understand this. Snowmobiles are like 900 plus cc two-stroke engines, twin cylinder two-stroke engines. My 300 cc, so literally a third, <laughs> a third of what that engine is, is going to power a track. And he goes, they're fun. You know, they're lightweight and nimble and all that kind of stuff. But now you only have one ski. And you're putting all that strain on your dirt bike's engine. He said the best thing to do is to get a four-stroke put the track system on it and then leave it on there. And that's like your, you know, third snowmobile that you want to just like go mess around with. So, so you should help me do that with the no, FZ50. I'm saying we don't do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad, it's a bad thing. Don't do it. I think that uh, the best idea is just to get a snowmobile. And that's what he talked me into. He's like for the cost, cause these timber sled kits are like four grand. Yeah, you could just like get one. You can go or buy put a that used uh, snowmobile yeah. for that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what you should do. Get into snowmobiling, and then you could okay, snowmobile and murder animals. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. If if you're out of season though, you uh, are just kidding, federal officer. I'm not killing any animals. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I don't know what's in the winter. 
so probably nothing. Bear. I don't know if you want to kill, kill, kill bear, bears. Yeah. Okay, so besides snowmobiling, what other hobbies are you planning on getting into? Let our listeners know. Uh, the next one I really, let's see, the closest one might be smoking meats. I would definitely want like a Traeger mm. or something like that. Nice. My uh, smoker just bit the dust, so I think it's time to get a real one. I nice. almost bought a Traeger. They're pretty neat. I didn't realize yeah. the whole pellet system and all that. That's a cool setup. Yeah. Yeah, it's way cooler than my piece of shit smoker I have. So I think you know, in in the in the near time, did you get the did you get the Bymart special? (laughs) The Camp Chef Pro Deal special. (laughs) I think I got the the Bymart special. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, no, I I started with this like piece of shit electric Cabela's smoker that like I thought it was just gonna catch fire, and then I got this like propane one that can't maintain a temperature or like to save its life and then it finally just bit the dust so yeah i think it's it's time to get the nice like pellet system eventually that'd be kind of nice there was enough of a gap in there when you were like i'm gonna start smoking and then meats and i was like (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna start oh cool you're gonna start smoking (laughs) i'm just gonna start smoking stop You know, I saw some ad from Marlboro, and I was just like, God damn it, I want to. <laughs> Are there even smoking ads anymore? I think I, they outlawed them, actually. Legal, right? yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Like... Now you just see like ads for, uh, hey, I know you're super addicted to this product, but this is what <laughs> your lungs are going to look like, if not already look like, you piece of shit. See, the funny thing was, I grew up at the time when Joe Camel, I was like, oh, that's like. Marketing to kids, yeah, that was no bullshit. Like the federal government kind of had a point to that because I thought I was like, man, when I turn eighteen, I want to smoke that. That guy is cool. But they really did a complete one eighty, though. Yeah, and that's that's did. what that's what drives me nuts is that they they were like, here's Joe Camel, really cool guy smoking, and then like a week later, they were like, ah, yeah, look at Cindy, she's smoking hot. Look at her cigarette. Wow. <laughs> Do you find her lungs sexy? And then like pull out her lungs and they're just black, goopy crap. And they're like, don't start smoking. Although the new one is don't vape. Yeah. They show kids like inhaling metal. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if you're vaping, you're inhaling metals. It's like, can't someone figure out how not to make our kids inhale metals? I was going to say, I mean, putting anything in your lungs like that is not good. Like I started smoking a lot of hookah when I was in college. And then I looked it up. I was like, "You would smoke hookah." Right? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, picture All you like sitting in your little bro dorm, being like, "Hey, man, it's just it's just hashish. It's all good. You know, it's like just just fruit rinds." Yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I did yeah. in my fry house. Yeah, yeah. You're like you want to listen to Five Finger Death Punch and. Like get really close to kissing, but not actually. No, no. All three eleven and the only. Ah, all right. I was close. Anyway. Yeah, and but no, I found out. I'll edit all that one out hour. Somewhere. With 100 <laughs> cigarettes worth of smoke. I was like, What? Yeah. If you had an hour hookah session, that was equal to the amount of smoke you put in your lungs as 100 cigarettes. I feel like that's some crazy, stupid stat that some. You really think about it, though, how much like puff comes out of a single like cigarette drag and then a cigarette, like a hookah drag, and you're like, Yeah, that's probably not wrong. It's <laughs> we're, probably we're, now, we're now way off topic. We were going to talk about Mojo getting into her next hobby, and then I kept interjecting hobbies she should get into, but let's stop. Pause. <laughs> we're sitting here cutting her off left and right. You want to get into smoking meats. Tell us more about that. I, what kind I of mean, meats? I mean, I already, I mean, preferably whatever I 
kill, but I'm not that good at killing mm-hmm. stuff. So I you gotta get better at killing stuff, Mojo. I know I gotta get better. You know, I did do a pretty mean goose pastrami last <gasps> year. Ooh. Oh, nice. I feel like yeah. I would I would kill birds, a lot of them. I don't feel yeah, like that's... birds are definitely fun. Yeah, yeah. I feel like birds and squirrels don't count as killing something. Don't you want to look them in the eye as you shoot them, Drew? That's maybe why, because they're so far up. Just kind of blindly aiming. Put it in your scope, <laughs> look them straight in the eye, and then pull the trigger. That's so, a real hunter right there, Drew. <laughs> goose pastrami. Now that we're side tangenting again, you need to get this in order, Mojo. Come on. <laughs> People are going to listen to this and be like, what the what fuck, the Mojo? Fuck? <laughs> what what we're happened all to your over. podcast, Mojo? Um, so, <laughs> goose pastrami. How does one prep goose pastrami? I, I'd have to look up the recipe, but I cured it for like 10 days. Oh, yeah, nice. Like brown sugar, salt cure type stuff, and, and then smoked it. And, it was, oh, and I, I got none of that. Thank you. Would yeah. to have some of that. <laughs> I'll make you some this fall. Hell yeah. That's yeah, I'll mail awesome. it to your podcast. We're going to have to have a follow-up episode all about smoking. Dot, dot, dot. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking uh, my tag soup. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, the classics are always nice. Beef and pork and all that fun stuff. Nice. Um, I, I got into smoking tomatillos for a while, like, for salsa. Have oh. you ever smoked cheese? No, but I've seen some. Yeah. It was good. It was crazy. So when I got my smoker, I started smoking everything. I was like, oh, a potato? Smoke it. Trout? Yeah, smoke yeah. it. Like, <laughs> everything tastes better smoked. Yeah. I mean, like, onions, garlic, everything was smoked yeah. in the house. And then uh, I read this thing online that was like, you should try smoking cheese. And I was like, how am I going to smoke? Low and slow. Real mm-hmm. low and sm- real low and slow. And I smoked, uh, like, Tillamook cheddar, just a big block of <laughs> Tillamook cheddar. It was perfect. It was so good. I was so surprised. Damn, that sounds good. Yeah. Now I'm mm-hmm. talking. To my, I just bought a gas-powered Weber, and I'm like, I should got a Traeger. <laughs> Those are expensive, <laughs> though. They're out. They're up yes. there. Yeah. Same with that. Uh, the green barbecue that looks like it doesn't work. The egg. Oh, the, the green egg, egg thing. Yeah. How does that even work? It's just like a glorified version of a little Weber charcoal bar. I think those are more expensive than Traeger's. Oh, yeah. And they have nothing fancy to them. Yeah. They're just an egg-shaped green thing. Science. If anyone knows anything about barbecues, please hit us up at the One Ounce Pour. And Tom's going to start smoking <laughs> now because listen to all that talk about Marble. I'm, I'm pumped to go get my first pack now. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks like I'm back on the American Spirits train. Thanks, Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys to do, hobby? Smoking. We got back into it. Oh God, it's amazing. Hey, you're listening to the one ounce boy with your host Drew and Tom. <laughs> Welcome to the. Well, it needs to be a cloud of smoke behind you guys. <laughs> what's funny is like the first. What was it? The first five episodes of the show, six episodes of the show. Yeah, we were down in a cigar room smoking cigars while interviewing people, and it's amazing how much it was difficult to talk and smoke cigars at the same time at this breadth, you know? I mean, yeah. you can talk and smoke cigars, but when you're interviewing and smoking cigars, you get winded real quick and you can hear it in the mic where I'm like, 
so tell me about your hobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the altitude. But yeah. Ooh. Are we going to do a little uh, one-ounce sign-off? Should we do it that way? We could. All right. I'll, wait. Let me get the mic close to my liquor clicker. There we go. All right. I think we should start this whole thing. I think you just started a new thing. We do a little one-ounce sign-off, huh? Well, to all oh, my to all my ouncers out there, chin-chin, like we always say, drink it one ounce at a time. Mm-hmm.